0: Hey traders, welcome to another Monte podcast. We are at number 45 and this is going to be a Bitcoin bull market review. We're first going to be looking at some government information from uh, a previous prime minister in Canada. Uh, talking about uh, how BTC could be a reserve currency, which is pretty unbelievable. Going to be talking a little bit more of the whales of Bitcoin who have, uh, I guess, a top 100 Bitcoin HODLers are the holders of the most amount of BTC, which is pretty interesting. A little bit more information on that as well as Grayscale. And then we're going to be talking about 3iQ, which is a BTC fund which recently broke a uh, new record, which is pretty impressive. We're going to be talking about the stimulus checks that are coming in for America. Definitely going to be looking bullish on on that regard. And then we're going to end off with some Ethereum news and then a man- who is uh, looking for a lot of Bitcoin. So thank you very much for tuning in. Gonna be uh, covering a lot of BTC and crypto news and hopefully hopefully you enjoy. Gonna be passing it off to Nathan.
1: Thanks for tuning in on January 17th, 2021. Quick start to the new year. We've had quite the momentum in the crypto market, but we do have some news coming out of Canada. Shout out to the Great White North, and specifically Stephen Harper. He served as the Prime Minister of Canada for nine years, and he was the leader of the more conservative party. And it was only recently that Canada's federal government switched from a conservative to a liberal leadership. And it was interesting to see that Harper took the opinion that the U.S. dollar is being replaced and could be could be up to grabs as that global reserve currency and that other things like Bitcoin or gold start to back the new reserves that will replace the U.S. dollar as a global reserve currency.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to see because he's like he co- he's quoted as saying it's hard to see what alternatives to the U.S. dollar there are as world reserve currency, you know. Like Nathan said, gold, Bitcoin. The fact that he's saying this and he's a member of the conservative party is pretty great to see, to be completely honest, because a a person of that stature having that mindset shift and seeing BTC as the kind of similar uh, level or status as a sound money is pretty unbelievable. And I think at this point, we're really starting to see people of... um, all levels start to actually adopt and accept Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies is something that will inevitably be the next world reserve currency to some degree whether it'll be a digital currency that a central bank creates a CBDC or BTC it's just pretty incredible to see that shift so the next thing we're going to be getting into unless you have something to go over before Nathan there Nothing else going ahead. No? All right, let's continue on here. So next news we're going to get into is the top 100 Bitcoin addresses have accumulated $11 billion in BTC uh, in the last 30 days, which is pretty phenomenal. The whales are accumulating at the end of the day. We're seeing a consolidation right now, which in my opinion is very needed after that massive impulsive push. We're holding that 30k zone oh so well for a nice level of support, creating higher lows. And we are seeing institutions, funds, and people who hold a lot of Bitcoin have the utmost amount of confidence and conviction that it is going to continue. And we think it's the same. This is the start of a huge bull run for 2021, and we're going to be seeing some um, unbelievable opportunities and some very uh, lucrative moves that uh, could be, in my opinion, life changing. So, hopefully, you're sticking along. Hopefully, we are uh, able to, you know, keep your attention. And uh, hopefully, you're able to stick in the Discord and gain some knowledge, gain some information, and uh, try to capitalize on this next bull market because they definitely are accumulating.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, we've been ringing that bell for quite a while. We are seeing that institutional involvement beyond what we could even imagine or dream in 2017. This is mass public interest as there's that paradigm shift towards digital gold and it starts to chip away at the silver and gold market cap. Uh, Just to drop a specific name here, we've seen that grayscale recently spent 700 million dollars in a single day which is absolutely obscene to basically raise that much money in capital interest in a single day that was on january 15th and ultimately they've seen such an explosion in their assets under management specifically just in 2020 the company raised Sorry, just in Q4 2020, the company raised $3.3 billion. So that's like the fair market value at the time of investment. That doesn't include capital appreciation afterwards. And ultimately, their AUM has grown all the way to $27.1 billion. And what makes that even more absolutely astounding is that when Grayscale started 2020, they had just $2 billion AUM, and now they are at $27 billion. So they have done 13.5x their uh, AUM in one calendar year. Absolutely obscene growth coming out of Grayscale.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are going to see this, and you're seeing them withhold new applications not every single week, but... Um, recently they've had withheld, they've withheld applications for a a decent amount of time and the interest is unbelievable. And, and I think this is the reason is in cryptocurrencies, you see numbers that normally would be unfathomable, really, um, unless you're talking penny stocks, but this is an asset that has a larger market cap than Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. And, and it's coming up to Tesla and, and, and it's beat Behemoths of companies and corporations, major banks and financial institutions, but it's growing at a rate that is sort of penny stock level. Like it is something that is going to be an entire asset class. Compare it to this like Bitcoin and gold is on the same level, but gold's market cap is huge compared to any single company, right? Because it's a global, worldwide asset. Compared to Bitcoin, so it is inevitably going to get to that level or even surpass it because it is just a goal 2.0 that is better in many reasons so I think there's a ton of room for growth and I think a lot of these Huge institutions and funds think so as well. So then they're getting in at $35,000, you know, $40,000, but they think that it's going to go to half a million dollars. So they see that potential just as much as what we've been hollering from the rooftops, really. So it's good to see that validation for sure. Um, $700 million in a day is pretty unbelievable. Uh, largest daily asset raise ever. And, uh, It's it's good to see it's good to see that money coming in and continue to come in even with these prices at these levels Yeah, I mean
1: ultimately when you do choose to buy through kind of the grayscale Bitcoin trust last time I checked the Ultimate kind of markup the premium that you're paying is was 20% at the time so these institutional investors are paying a pretty penny for exposure and ultimately, these companies like Grayscale or 3iQ, who we're going to talk about in our next story, their sole purpose with these products is to reduce the investor friction. And so just a transition, the new it's a new-ish Bitcoin fund coming out of Canada, recently crossed a major milestone uh, where they crossed $1 billion in net asset value. They did so on January 14th and it's called 3iq. Their ticker for their BTC fund is qbtc.u. It's listed on the TSX, uh, and they also have one with Ethereum. And so again, I think they're trying to service maybe the more Canadian specific market because Grayscale is charged in US dollars, but 3iq is a Canadian option for an alternative vehicle for you to get exposure. So, for example, in Canada, we can get those precious tax-free savings accounts, just like in America. I believe it's called the Roth, which is a tax advantage or tax-deferred account. That's just a different way that you could potentially get exposure to crypto and not have to pay those pesky t- t- taxes to Uncle Sam.
0: Yeah, really good option. And then if you also combine that, I guess if you are more of an active trader, something like Wealthsimple, if you're trading things like Grayscale or even swing trading them, you will have to pay a commission on them because you don't get free trading in American companies or um, US stocks. So what this could be as an option to that is in Wealthsimple, you can trade Canadian stocks for free. So then if you are a swing trader, so- Swing trading or something that also could be a benefit using a Canadian stock compared to the US. So, definitely some options there, and really great to see that Canada's involved in the progression of the uh, adoption of cryptocurrencies. Definitely, we also see things like Neptune Dash definitely uh, take a role in a Canadian company on the west coast that is able to provide institutions, investors, and institutional investors, as well as retail traders, an ability to get exposure to um, all of their different assets that they have diversified in within the cryptocurrency space. So really cool thing to see. Next thing we're gonna be talking about is the $1,200 US stimulus payment that uh, is now worth $6,495 that they, if they uh, invested in April, would be. So uh, we have seen, I think, the average for Coinbase or some exchange when they had that $1,200 US stimulus payment was around $1,200. So there was a lot of people who actually invested that. And now it would be worth 6495 So I think at this point, when they are actually creating more stimulus, which they are, they're going to be reinvesting into BTC or maybe even the stock market. But this is going to be an extremely bullish thing for risk on assets. And I'm looking at... Maybe you know the story a little bit better there, Nathan, when the next stimulus is coming in. Uh,
1: Well, Joe Biden takes presidency uh, this Friday, I believe the 22nd, and uh, it's shortly after that that I think his new $2 trillion stimulus plan will come into effect. Uh, But he's ultimately come of the opinion that a massive amount of money is going to be needed to prop up the U.S. economy but that's ultimately the best option in terms of the company's outlook looking forward and so i think we'll be starting off with a like two trillion dollars in stimulus just uh maybe a cool 10 percent increase in m2 money stock and then we'll work our way up from there because uh, i think biden is no stranger to the amount of money that is going to be printed during his presidency
0: yeah well said and, and... Kind of going on a little bit more of a technical level we do see the us dollar on a pretty pivotal level of support right at the end and the completion of a double top and we're seeing quite a bit of weakness yes we did form a little bit of a higher high but i think we are going to be forming an ascending wedge from the looks of it here and that could drop the price below our major level of support and then if that's the case when the us dollar is plummeting we do see a lot of risk on assets especially bitcoin absolutely skyrocket so from a fundamental fundamental standpoint i think it's definitely there when there's stimulus when there's a lot of money going around that's going to decrease the value of the dollar and increase the value of sound money and people are going to be looking at the gains of btc and other cryptocurrencies and they're going to have that extra slate inflow of capital and they're going to be speculating because that is where the current volatility is and that's where that money is uh, could be for people who are just looking for that next, I guess, trending market. Like we're mainly focusing on cryptocurrencies for the long run, but people do chase whatever is trending. And right now, BTC and cryptocurrencies are definitely, um, I guess you could say the talk of the town. So I think the money's flowing into pockets of American citizens. And then I think we're going to see that money flowing into cryptocurrencies. So 2021, is definitely shaping up to be an extremely bullish year.
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately we are seeing both that institutional demand and potentially some uh, stimulus fueled retail FOMO, let's call it. And it's having an interesting effect actually on some centralized exchanges. Uh, Interesting story is that there has been a significant drop in the reserves of Ethereum storage on uh, a couple different centralized exchanges. This data was specifically collected on January 14th, but they found that there is a massive efflux of Ethereum off centralized exchanges and it's kind of reducing the amount of currently available Ethereum to be traded on the platform, dipping into the liquidity pools such that there's less available for open trading. It's a bit of a speculation, but I think one component of that is that they are going into... Uh, staking programs or this kind of uh, the passive income intent as people are hopping on that ETH 2.0 train. I think a different reality is that those coins are going straight off of Binance and onto something like Uni or Sushi Swap, where they're maybe participating in some high risk, high reward plays. But one thing that is interesting to note about this increase, basically Ethereum network usage, is that gas fees are getting very high. Set to the point where I've seen it personally on Uniswap where uh, a normal speed trade, let's call it, is $25 and a fast slash trading speed transaction was $29.50, I believe, which is quite the hefty commission added onto your trade, basically in order just to spin the Uniswap roulette or engage in kind of any DeFi activity on the decentralized network.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's definitely quite a bit of a increase in what you have to pay. Did not know that. Yeah, 100%.
1: uh... And I mean, ultimately, I feel like the Ethereum network is so fundamental to so many different aspects in crypto that that high gas fee is probably just going to become the gold standard. So it will be interesting to see if the exchange continues with this net trajectory towards basically an Ethereum outflow of their long-term holdings, or uh, if they'll maybe have to start market buying to fulfill some orders. Because ultimately, I do think that uh, a depletion in exchanges Ethereum storages could introduce a weird stressor on the market.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, if they need Ethereum, they're going to come and and purchase it from the open market, and and that's just going to create even more buy pressure in Ethereum, and that Ethereum's hopefully not really going to be going anywhere at the end of the day. So there's going to be less Ethereum to go around in the pool of Ethereum that are being traded, the float, I guess you could say. So in short, that's just going to be more bullishness for ETH. And um, we can see that there is a little quote here. We all know what happened when demand outstripped supply of BTC last time. It quadrupled in 90 days. So a similar situation happened for BTC, and we all know what happened after that. Uh, BTC took a massive move to the upside, and we could see that similar sort of thing happen to Ethereum. <laughs> Pretty unbelievable, but uh, we still have not broken the all-time high yet. Um, here for Ethereum, let's just look at here. All-time high is fourteen hundred, and the peak w- that we recently came to was around thirteen sixty. So. Getting close, I think it'll definitely happen, but uh, if you look at the relative strength between Bitcoin and Ethereum, we still see that Ethereum definitely has a lot more to rise. So definitely uh, could be a good alternative if you you have not diversified into that. Could be a good option. And then the final thing we're going to be talking about is a uh, man who accidentally threw out a Bitcoin fortune. Um and he's now looking for it in the trash. He has currently offered a 70 million dollar uh basically reward in order to actually find it. He let's see. See has a 7,500 uh has 7,500 bitcoin on that wallet on the hard drive which he cannot find. So pretty unbelievable. Uh he's from Britain and <laughs> uh To me, this kind of proves just how little that there actually is in circulation because everyone's uh, saying, yeah, 21 million at the end of it when everything is all mined, but all the BTC that have been sent to the wrong address or that have been lost due to situations like this, it's going to be far less than 21 million. So the amount that's in circulation is going to be significantly less than what a lot of people think, which is going to be very bullish. Because if there's less in circulation and the demand, even if it's the same, is going to raise the prices of those assets, it's it's completely opposite to the U.S. dollar. And that's why so many people are are interested in purchasing Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. And it's honestly pretty tragic that this man lost 7,500 Bitcoin. But again, that really resounds with your point that there's such a significant portion that's considered inactive, unaccessible or otherwise removed from that total calculation of circulating bitcoin that it just fortifies that deflationary pressure that i think is really being highlighted and starting to be recognized on the global level when bitcoin is being evaluated as a potential investment as a potential speculation and all in all kind of that new age investment instrument for people that are looking to get away from their melting ice cubes of cash So I think on that note, that is a great place to end our episode. I appreciate you taking your time to listen to us ramble about the crypto bull market. But I'll pass it on over to Keith to wrap it all up.
0: Yeah, thank you very much for tuning in to our 45th episode. We really enjoy making them for you. Hopefully you get some value out of it, some information. If you are interested in a little bit more of a technical point of view, definitely watch the previous YouTube video that we just made for a full technical analysis on btc the us dollar and it'll actually be a really good video to pair with this uh, podcast just because we do talk about some similar things and um, at the end of the day they do line up really well so hopefully you enjoyed it if you have any questions drop them in the comment section below we really enjoy and appreciate you coming in and uh tuning in for another episode and until next time